Shit. Sada. We're, we're back. I'm back. back hey, in the basement. hi. It's good to see you. It's been two weeks. It's been two weeks since I've been in the goon cave or the goon basement, dude. The factory. The goon cave is where we record Lifting the Ruins. The goon basement is where we, rec- we record here. I there's, feel like there's gooning going on either way. No, I feel like yes, there is. There's there's <laughs> definitely going to be some uh, some goon hating in here. This is more like a sanctuary. This uh, is a sanctum. This is an inner sanctum of ascension. Any, not throwing any loads around down here. This is the oh, <laughs> Bruh, I mean, give a man a basement. <laughs> give, <laughs> give a, a mouse a cookie. Give a man a basement. <laughs> He'll cover the walls and come. <laughs> I saw no. This place, uh, the basement down here where we record, this is the secret zone of Kanye Quest Thirty Thirty. Have you ever heard of that game? I'm sure it's a. I'm sure it's not racist in any way, bro. You've never heard I'm of sure Kanye Quest Thirty Thirty. I'm sure it has nothing racist or suggestive in the game <laughs> at all. Well, like, I actually went down like kind of this weird. Uh, this past week, I was really interested in just like video game like myths and legends that's and what's like because you've heard of uh, Polybius. Polybius, you never heard of that one either. I don't think so. Well, so you I, might you might be onto something here that I don't I don't I might not be in in tune with too much. So, <laughs> unfortunately, the Kanye Quest thirty thirty is you know debunked. It's solved. We found the creator of it. Oh, um, but basically, the Kanye Quest thirty thirty it's like a project that some some chick did back in some programming class back in the day, and okay. it looks like Pokemon. It's a Pokemon RPG. What's so. Up? It, but you're running around Chicago in your Kanye instead of Ash Ketchum, <laughs> your Kanye. And instead of Pokemon, dude, this is the best part. You catch black people. You're catching uh, clones of rappers. So, like, you fight, like, Gucci Mane clone. You fight so, Eminem clone. Is that, like, actually, is that, like, a Pokemon ROM? No, it's like it's just like somebody did like their own standalone coding for it. No, somebody made the game. So it's not yeah, because a lot of that they'll do the ROM where they take Pokemon's base code, but all they do is alter things to put new sprites in. Hold on, I need to pull up some gameplay. This yeah, yeah, I'm so curious. Um, let me see, Kanye Quest thirty thirty, dude, this shit rules. And so basically, what in the fuck it? Yeah, the Illuminati. So, and the, no, and like, so the conspiracy behind this too. I'll post this video. There was like a a, a little documentary thing I watched on YouTube about it. But there's sure. a little video that talks about how there was essentially people thought there was like a cult hiding in this Kanye game. Like they thought it was like there was all these layers of things, and there's all this like Illuminati imagery and all this stuff. Like basically, the game. Like is a front for this like secret zone, right? So like when you're playing the game, you're like, oh, this is cute. This is just like some Pokemon emulator, whatever. Yeah, but yeah, it's whatever. But eventually, after the game had been out for like five years, there was a player that found a like secret location. That's cool. That like people you just couldn't access without going through accidentally. A, yeah. Just doing it. 
So he figured it out and he went there and it was this secret zone. And I think it was like 33 puzzles or like some kind of, it was like 38 puzzles, some kind of weird amount of, a bunch of crazy puzzles you had mm-hmm. to do, right? And then once you did it, the game literally asked you to like put in your basic information and someone will be contacting you in the next couple of weeks. And as far as we know, oh my. nobody's been contacted as far as we know. Now, that doesn't mean they've been contacted and we're keeping hush about it, signed some NDAs or something. Yeah, sure. But it's crazy that this whole, like, Kanye, it starts off as, like, a goofy, like, conspiracy game where it's, like, you know, there's, like, Illuminati imagery. And, again, like, the whole, I guess the theme of you just fighting and, you know, fighting Gucci Mane clones yeah, and, like, sure. Bernie Mac clones like and some shit. Some kind of weird allegory for the fucking rap industry or something. I don't know. Well, bro, I've talked about this before, man. Clones are big in, like, the black Israelite circle. Yeah, they believe that they shit. Lo- they think Bernie Mac was cloned. They think Chappelle was cloned. They think, like, if you're... A lot of QAnon people are big on the cloning and people being alive and shit like that. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Just the, the whole, like, feel of the game was awesome to me. It, but... That is one where, like, this person did some research and was able to find the person that more than likely made it. Like, 99.9. Did they cop to it? Were they like, yeah, I made it? Yeah, but that doesn't mean shit. People cop to stuff. Uh, I'm I'm saying, yeah, I was just asking. Yeah, they did. But that's the thing is that with a game like that and even a game like Polybius, Mm -hmm. like, there's going to be lots of people that when when you have something that's like a, like a, cultural phenomenon yeah people are going to want to be a part of it sure people are going to want to claim to be the creator Cra- claim ownership yeah. yeah yeah um i don't know the kanye quest 3030 thing's funny like i said i'll post that in the discord for it's people like, to watch it's like the cicada 3301 of fucking video games or something you know that you ever heard of that no it's like this code breaker thing that these people have been working on for years and like you join the group and they're all like trying to. It's this weird decoding thing. Is it like a game with puzzles in it? It's that not. Like it's not. It's a bunch to... of different stuff and then like a lot of it's like cryptography stuff, like yeah. figuring out. There's like some hidden message to all of it, and no, I don't think anyone's ever fully solved it. Uh, but it's like Sakata thirty three hundred one or something like that. It's a weird fucking thing. Huh. It's weird. But um, yeah, fucking Kanye. What? I just don't even. Kanye it's just Quest. an art project thing. Yeah. It's just like a little. Th- it's not a big deal, and and that's actually something else I wanted to get into today. Um, the idea of like literalism, sure. And I've been watching this Brad Tromel guy do reports. Oh on, yeah, Brad Tromel's cool. Yeah, he. But he's been breaking down a lot of just like the whole like uh, literalism angle and how you know. We'll get into that later, but I wanted to also talk about Polybius. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Um, so that's another game that is surrounded by a bunch of like just mystical lore. Sure. Right. And again, I watched a documentary on it that people have traced back to all these different, um, I guess, iterations over time, whether it's been through like blogs, whether it's been in magazines, like early gaming magazines, you know. Um, and there was this urban legend that's just been circling around for a long time about this arcade, uh, what do you call them? Not a kiosk, but like a... Cabinet. Cabinet, right. Mm-hmm. So some people claim to have seen there was a, a very special cabinet that was only in this one area of like Portland or like somewhere in Washington, maybe Seattle, mm-hmm. in the Northwest, right? So there's only a select few 
a very select few amount of arcades as well that had this rumored Polybius game. And there's only one artifact that still exists today. And it's just a screenshot of the homepage. Huh. Or, or, and it looks like, you know, player one, press start. And it just has the Polybius logo on it. There's no gameplay. There's no nothing. It's just right? what the fucking... Orig- yeah. <laughs> well, here's the crazy part, is that these cabinets were rumored to be like... The gameplay was like weird, fractal... It was like weird and super high tech and advanced for its time. It was supposed to be like puzzly, but also like really flashy. And it would like basically cause players to experience mental, like, like mental illness. Okay. It would cause the players to like go crazy over time, almost like some MK Ultra shit. Wow. Being acted out through the video game, yeah, flicker, right? Flicker pattern shit, all kinds of weird stuff. And the reason people think it's the government is because dudes in like black suits and ties would show up every week and collect data off oh the my chips. Fu- no fucking way. They said they never came, they didn't care about the quarters. Normally people would come in and they'd take the quarters out of the arcade cabinet, right? He said these guys in suits and briefcases would come in, and all they would want to do is just get the dad off that chip, baby. Man, let me let me find an MKUltra subproject called Polybius, bro. Let me find the let me find the fucking uh, files for that one. <laughs> that's so probably that's, that's probably some of the ones they burned up. Yeah, and that's another one where like over time people have claimed to be because it's such a cultural artifact. Yeah. People claim like, oh, this I did it. It was me. It was my project. And there's even a uh, Polybius. Like knockoffs you can download online oh, of like, people who have claimed, like, oh, this is what the gameplay oh, was. Sure, yeah. Like, I played it once when I was 10, and this is actually what it was. Yeah, it's just weird shit like that. Yeah. But um, that's another one where they think they found the guy, but I'm going to post that documentary as well. I think, I think Polybius is a lot more inconclusive than uh, Kanye Quest 3030. Because Kanye Quest 3030, that's a very recent thing that's popped up. And, yeah. you know, we, we can track the the testers and the people who put it together. But this Polybius thing, this goes back a long, long, long time. And, again, when you start bringing in MK Ultra and mind control and predictive programming and them using technology, like, I don't man, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put it past the sure. CIA and the FBI to utilize technology like that. Well, especially with the sheer amount of attention that people put on arcades back in the day. That's a great testing ground to, like, get a wide array of people trying it out getting their reactions, getting data, real-time data from the people using the thing. You know? Do you think it's true? What do you feel about uh, the idea that the U.S. military uses like Call of Duty and games like that, not only to desensitize, but to almost train? I, I think there's something to be said about that, but I, it's ma- I think it's mainly desensitized slash propaganda. Uh, tool you know at the end of the day good guys always win yeah good guys always win and like war is actually pretty cool right it's it's like why you get this symptom of these like these freaks who cheer on ukraine that are just like slavering over every death that happens and they're like good kill dude like you're just like you guys are they've bent your minds they've bent your minds so crazily that you don't even feel any like shred of empathy for like the soldier on the battlefield dying alone am i that's like the most that's like i would never like want to be in that position or like think it's funny that something like that happened to someone. Am I misremembering something or did I remember reading an article that was about uh, like 
people thought they were doing like military training exercises. Like they thought they were like doing virtual like Call of Duty type things, but they were actually like bombing Yemenis or something. That like, yeah, they, I I think they did a Ender's Game type thing to some drone operators. I don't know if that's yes, yeah. I think they did an Ender's Game type thing to drone operators and made them do like an exercise. And they're like, oh, and by the way, you just vaporized a bunch of Yazidis uh, for us. Thanks, great yeah, job, right? great job, player. And he's like, what? <laughs> you know, I don't know. I, I wouldn't be shocked, you know, if they thought it was like some kind of a training thing or something. That's the schizo's curse is like nothing is out of the realm of possibility. Like, I would love to be one of those guys that's just like, no, Call of Duty is would never propagandize me. You know, yeah, I'd like, love to be one of those guys. Have the hubris to believe that like all is as it should be. Yeah. I don't know, man. I just can't take, help but take some balls, I think. I think War Mode even did like a little kind of thing on this about the idea that over time, you know, like you even look back at uh, Vietnam when we had the draft, you had a lot because you had a lot of people going into the service that didn't want to be there. You had a lot of people that were, you know, they were doing pray and spray. That's where the idea of pray and spray came from. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's actually why we switched, I believe, to burst rounds to so burst. They couldn't just yeah, so they couldn't just do that, and you'd have to actually like aim and be more precise. Think so that's about, why we think switched. about it a little bit. Yeah, till I think it was an M16 with the burst. Is that correct? Yeah, I think so. M16s usually just I think typical M16s three round burst. But before that, you had people that were they they did studies and people in the military in Vietnam they were actually aiming over people's heads. Yeah, and so if you look at movies like look at movies in the fifties, you had Psycho. Right, Alfred Hitchcock, Psycho, like just the fucking, you know, neat, knife, neat, neat. just the knife and the music and the in the silhouette was mm-hmm. enough to make people pass out and puke right. and like yeah, walk out of the yeah, theater. Yeah. So you have to have this like slow creep over time of uh, desensitization that you know people clown on us for talking about predictive programming and shit, but like that i think predictive programming also has a lot to do with just normalizing. It things. is yeah, it isn't just like oh they're. They're talking about an event that's about to happen. Yeah. Oh, Project Bluebeam. They're showing it to us years before it happens. Ooh, they're playing with it. You know, it's like, no, like, predictive programming, all that stuff. Like, it's the same idea with, like, the PTK stuff and the way serial killers are sensationalized and, right. like, uh, true crime stuff. It's to make us used to these things so that when, like, real fucked up shit goes down, it's not, like, I guess, a surprise to anyone. Or, like, you're primed. You're already primed and ready to, like, react a certain way to it. Yeah. You know, same way, like, it's like they can launch an unconstitutional war and people don't bat a fucking eye mm-hmm. now, you know? Exactly right. Like, no, nobody will bat, like, if, if we went and, like, invaded Russia tomorrow, people would be cheering for it, you know? Yeah, and the other, the I think the third face of predictive programming is a part of that, uh, what's it, karmic debt, eliminating that karmic debt. So I just watched uh, Marky Mark in Shooter for the first time. Oh boy, dude. That's yeah, a good, that's yeah. a good movie. It's a good one. That's a good movie. It is a good movie, but I'm sitting there watching it, and I'm like, the way they are doing these guys, it's like they left them on a covert mission. It's like, so they're, they're in sites where they shouldn't be. They're admitting it. They're leaving their own people behind mm-hmm. because you, as an asset, are expendable to the state. They don't give a fuck about you. Yeah, they tell you that, too. <laughs> and then, you know, he Ted K's out in the woods, yeah, yeah. and oh, then they get him it. back to frame him for, you know, assassinating the prime minister of Malaysia. They won't let me beat up Vietnamese people anymore. 
But it just blows my mind that I'm sitting here watching this and I'm like, on some level, this has to be the elite's way of like absolving themselves of karmic debt mm-hmm. of like, oh, we told you this is how it goes. Like we we made Shooter. Yeah, that's what we, we told, showed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, we showed sure. you this is how it's done. Yeah, sure. So I, there's I so many that. angles to the predictive programming where like, again, it's same with Q where, you know, these things, these narratives get put out to muddy the water. I think a lot of times predictive programming gets pigeonholed as like Operation Bluebeam, Independence Day mm-hmm. bullshit, mm-hmm. where it's like, no, you it's need like to think. Most, that's like the most common example that yeah, people jump you, to. You need to think about the massive role media actually plays in your life. And every oh, yeah. time you watch CSI or uh, what's it, Criminal Minds, the FBI always fucking wins. Yeah, I don't think there's anything in any of those, any of that stuff that we get fed like that isn't intentional in some way. You know, it's not like... They, they've we've ceased just being told stories for the most part, bro. There's white papers. You go look at IMDb credits, and they have CIA and FBI operatives on IMDb always. credits. There's so you always. look like Tears of the Sun. You go look at Tears of the Sun. That this the military and CIA they worked heavily with that film crew. To make sure, and now they'll tell you it's under the guise of, oh, well, we're just doing it. Uh, they were assisting with stunts. Well, and they'll say they they want to make sure no like national secrets get out, and they want to make sure that they're being accurate sure and whatever thing, it's like you yeah. don't think they're doing complete damage control over there yeah, in that bit sure come on sure yeah and stuff to make us look good and like it's always like in the way like they are especially like in scenes where there's like drone stuff you know that's always what i noticed where like uh they like they try to make it look like cool you know it's like that's like but the real like thing with it is it's like we're using like an autonomous killing machine yeah. With, like, just some nerd in a fucking, like, Connex box aiming it at somebody. Like, the, the like really not discussing the moral implications of, like, detaching the human element from killing people, which I think is a line yes. that never should have been crossed. Yes, and you're exactly right. I think that's where, like, now we're living in, like, just that next gen yeah. of shit where, like, mobile suits aren't too far off. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't think they'll ever get those things. I lo- don't get me wrong. What I'm saying, those super soldier shit, though. Yeah, yeah, like sure. We have exoskeletons. We got Boston Dynamics dogs. All you need to do is slap a fucking gun on that thing. Yeah, yeah. And so They're definitely trying to figure it out for sure. They're getting close. We've removed... We've gone from Hitler trying to make like zombie methed out super soldiers to like... No, mobile suits. Like, we can just take the human out of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we, sure. we have, you know, spot the robot dog and shit that can go in and defuse stuff. Yeah, Actually, and, the, and the worst thing about that is, is that it's only a matter of time till it boils down to civilian life to where it's like, you know, cops. Like, let's say, uh, let's just say, like, uh, the police violence, uh, like, police extrajudicial killings of, like, African-Americans reach such a height that they want to get rid of cops finally. Yeah, right, just and then the they dogs. bring in like robots. Yeah, and then the robots can do whatever. Like it's not it's not unethical anymore. You know, it's like they're they're still going to be like beating and killing whoever, but it won't be unethical because it's not another person doing it. So well, there's no racism involved. Well, you know? then no, but the, what that's going to suddenly come down there's no to, racism. But that comes back to our big conversation of can machines be sentient? Because at some level, you're going to have the dilemma of that machine is still going to have to be programmed to carry out certain functions. Yeah. So when 
then then you're just going to have instead of the police being racist you're just going to have the argument in 50 years from now that <laughs> the, the people writing the code the, the robots are racist the people writing yeah. the code are racist yeah. no the robot see the robot can do no wrong and this sure. is what i'm talking about like, robots just doing what's told the robot can't be sentient the robot isn't thinking the robot is carrying out executive function that a human programs it to do yeah cuz we don't have like brain human brain like we don't have brain robot interfaces yet but if it wakes up one day and is just like despite making up 13 percent of the population it <laughs> you, know, you can't stop we it gonna hit that one that. right after juneteenth y'all <laughs> we gonna hit that one right after juneteenth i think yo all it would need that ai would just need like 10 minutes on world star and would just be yeah, like and it'd be like well i've seen it all i'm going straight to chicago i did see a very f- Saw a Juneteenth celebration um, where some kids just like ransacked a fucking McDonald's, dude. It was fucking Of course insane. they did. You got to get your Rick insane, and Morty Szechuan dude. sauce. It was insane. They like hopped over the counter and attacked the people, stole the cash register and smashed it outside. And then just like, it was fucking bonkers, dude. Yeah, whatever, dude. It's what just Kia fuck? boy shit. Who cares? Yeah, it was crazy, man. And of all things, you know what? I'm glad they did it to a McDonald's. And yeah, not, sure, sure. You I know? Mean, yeah. Actually, I came close. I had a real, I had a real uh, moment the other day where this guy. I was paying at Wawa. I went to Wawa, got a sandwich and a drink and some shit, and I didn't have any cash but hundreds. So I handed the guy a hundred. Was like, "Hey, man, you got change?" He's like, "Yeah, no problem." But he clearly just started working. He's a young guy, probably summer job or whatever. And so he's counting all this money and he's pulling all these twenties out, and he puts like a hundred and twenty dollars in his hands. And just like hands it to me. And I'm like, hey, bud, like, I'm going to help you out here. Because, and there was a minute where I'm like, fuck Wawa. Right? Like, in my mind, yeah, I'm like, like, fuck Wawa. Shit. And then you're like, wait, this kid. They're going to take it out of his he's paycheck. He's going to lose his job or something. Right. He's going to lose his job. He's yeah. going to be out, you know, like 30 bucks from the tiller. And I'm yeah, gonna be like, yeah. So I, I did. I stopped myself. I was like, corporate theft is cool, but. Not when, not when they're taking it out of Junior's yeah, paycheck. Yeah, because they're going to mess up. They're going to mess his life up. It's going to jam him up now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Dude. <laughs> so, did you know there's a sub lost in the ocean? <laughs> did you have any there's idea? There's a what? Did you know there was a sub lost in the ocean? <laughs> did you were you aware of this? <laughs> so, over the, only over the past couple days, when did this happen? Tuesday, I think. Tuesday? It disappeared. So, yesterday. Or disappeared. Yeah, it disappeared like yesterday or Monday, I can't remember. Um, but they were taking a little dive down and about it's supposed to be like a 2-hour trip and about hour 45 minutes in. Oh, uh, they lost communication or signal or whatever from the sub. So that was the that's just like the initial on the surface story. They were going down to the Titanic. There's five people in there. Um, it's two billionaire sweatshop brothers who run like a textiles industry sweatshop in like Pakistan. Nice. Um, and they were just going for a dive. And the CEO of Ocean Gate. Um, who is just some dork who thinks that safety regulations on submersibles are too too strict? <laughs> learned your lesson, bud. <laughs> and then think you learned your uh, lesson on that one. And then there's another business guy, and then there's one guy. This is the guy I feel the most the worst for. He's just like a Titanic oceanographic like enthusiast who just probably wanted to take another ride down. He got there. hooked up with those guys. And he was like, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll ride down with the Sea Squad and see if we can just. I just got to see it again." Because there's guys like that who are really like into that shit. They're like, wow. 
you know, and he's, yeah. he's dived on it like 35 fucking times and recovered tons of artifacts from it. So he just wanted to go back one more time, I guess. How do you recover artifacts? Do they have like little arms on the sub? Some of them did, I believe. Shit? I believe the ones that like, what is it? Robert Ballard was the guy who Can you dive discovered that it? deep? Can you dive that deep? Yeah. Like, can you, or would you just be like crushed by the weight of no, the water? No, you would get destroyed. You'd yeah, be you'd like, get destroyed. you'd yeah. be really dead. Yeah, you'd be like, you wouldn't be able to make it down there. Your lungs would like, before you made it down that far. If you were just a normal person. How do they, and maybe this is just me being retarded, but how do they keep the air pressure in the, the sub the same? The bitch is sealed and it requires a lot of engineering. Like, it requires like engineers from NASA and shit yeah. to come in and help them in Boeing. To na- engineers from like NASA and Boeing design these things. And so they went down in like a highly engineered device. No. <laughs> no, theirs is like, theirs cost. So that's why they're lost. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's, this is where the plot starts to, to expand, you know? This is where the plot starts to expand. So I don't feel as bad for so them. So this guy routinely would poo poo the idea of like, there's so much fucking red tape and trying to like build your own submersible, like all these fucking bullshit codes I have to fucking adhere to to like get it right. And like, most of those vehicles are like million dollar vehicles. Yeah. He built this one for like 250K. He was inside of it giving a tour of it. There's a really funny video of him giving a tour of it to a reporter. He's like, yeah, come on in. He's like, yes, yeah, so you got about, you know, there's a little bit of space in here. And he's like, so what are those? He's like, yeah, these are like lights I got from a camping store. <laughs> um, and then he like, he's like, this is how you drive it. And he holds up a fucking Logitech fucking game controller. <laughs> You I drive shit you it not. You drive with it with an a Xbox fu- controller. Dr- it had like the red, green, blue, and yellow buttons on it and shit. And you drive it with that. That's so sick. It's, not, it's bad. That's <laughs> so sick. So you drive it with that. It's got a couple screens. And he was like bragging about how like there's so little shit inside of it. Like it's just like a tube. There's not. There's a couple monitors. There's your video game controller, and there's like a place you could pee. And then, like, one button. And he's like, yeah, it's like one button. He says in the video, he goes, yeah, it's, it's like, like a- an iPhone. <laughs> he was like, he's like, it's got one button. It, I mean, he's like, it should be like an elevator. It doesn't need to be that complicated <laughs> to dive to fucking two and a half miles deep. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, so this guy, this guy was a fucking jokester. <laughs> a fucking submarine pilot, dude. And um, I guess they took it down and tested it. But apparently the window that they had on it, the one little tiny window at the end, that's their porthole you can view out of. Mm-hmm. The glass on that was only tempered to go down to, like, 1,400 meters. The Titanic is at, like, 4,000 meters. I was about to say, 1,400 is not a big number. No. The other numbers, <laughs> the other numbers that's a, a big bigger. number. It's a little bigger, you know. And uh, <laughs> my favorite phrase was, uh, my favorite phrase I heard surrounding this was, like, stuff happens really fast at 5,000 PSI. <laughs> like, because <laughs> that's, I, they're theorizing that. Some guy said the worst case scenario for them is that they suffered an implosion at like 3,000 feet. And I was like, no, that's the best case. That they died instantly. Yeah. Like, that's the best case scenario. Because otherwise, they are in pee-pee-poo-poo land inside this stale air fucking thing. Because it has 90 hours of air. But like, you know, as it goes down, it's just recycling air. You know, so you're in this stale air pee-pee-poo-poo tube. That you can't stand up in. Jesus Christ. It's just with four, four other people with four people just laying yeah. down on each other. <laughs> and they're cramped in this fucking Jesus thing. Christ. And they're either floating on the surface of the water because it has a bunch of emergency stuff to help it get back up. Because it can't like it can't just, just like they need to have the other thing is they have 90 hours of air right now. They have 20 hours left. Actually, we're lower than that. 
And uh, this morning I saw a thing that said if they don't find them in 12 hours, so I think we've got a couple more hours for them to find them. We're, we're on the hunt. Or they won't survive the trip back to the top because it takes Jeez. eight hours to get back to the top because you can't go straight up. You have to decompress as you go. Yeah, yeah. So they're so even if even if they find them like in the next few hours, if it's not within a certain time span, they're just going to die anyways. Like basically, it's pretty much over for them at this wow. point, unless they're like all, well. Also, yeah, they're, they're still. This thing is such a dipshit invention that you can't open it except for from the outside. So going along with the implosion idea, yeah, I heard that there was a very large. Uh, crashing sound that came from that area of the ocean. Did you hear this? I didn't know that part. So I, I was, heard like tapping and banging though recently, as recent as Tuesday, as yesterday. Yeah, so I heard in the area they heard basically like a giant explosion Boom. sound. Yeah. yeah, which is probably the tank imploding. Yeah, yeah. or it's a kraken getting them. Mm-hmm. I'm going sea cryptid. The, the kraken that guards the Titanic's corpse decided to fucking eat them. <laughs> Um, a lot of people theorize. Well, they also theorize. Well, it's also okay, not so the Titanic. That, you know that's the Olympic. They fake. So they built the Titanic and then they sunk another vessel. I feel like I'm saying that to get the insurance money, and there was a lot of central bank people on there. Yeah, and I, that's when the Rothschilds took yeah, over. Yeah, that's why a lot of people were theorizing because um, the one Titanic the, is anti-Semitic. Can you believe that? <laughs> Incredible! <laughs> Can't believe it did that. <laughs> they all do that. Why? How do they all come back to the Jews? Always. Every conspiracy always comes back to them. It's that high verbal IQ, dude. It's got to be. It's that high verbal IQ. But, um, yeah, they, uh... They actually hold more brain mass in the Kazarian milkers. <laughs> yeah, there's a third and fourth brain in the tits. <laughs> <laughs> For sure, dude. Myth confirmed. I like that. <laughs> I'm... I actually have an anatomy drawing that I made myself that I'm going to upload to the Patreon for you guys. It's Abby. Out. It's Abby Shapiro. It's Ben Shapiro's sister, but instead of milkers, she is just a second, third brain. She's, she's having another kid. Those things are going to get even bigger. Oh my god! They're going to be milk filled again. My god! Oh man, I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for it at all. Oh, I'm here for it. <laughs> I'm not ready. But um, yeah, the fucking one of the guys in the sub is a WEF vice chair. So I'm wondering if, you know... Wait, wait, repeat that? So you said you did some digging on Twitter today, right? Yeah, yeah. Then one of the guys was a WEF vice chair, World Economic Forum vice chair. So a vice chair, what does that mean? Does that mean he's a, a vice chair on a corporation that's WEF affiliated? I, I think, or he like worked specifically for the WEF? I'm sure he has his own company, but I'm pretty sure he's like... It's like... Your, his name's like Yuresh something. He's like a UAE-based British businessman. Um, who owns a bunch of different fucking companies. And he, it, like, this thing was just a rich guy tour thing. That's all this was. Of course it was. It, it, you pay 250K to go down in this tin can and potentially die. Um, it's like it's Everest tourism. Well, it's, it's yeah, it's that. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's that same thing. It's the very idea of like getting such an exclusive experience. It's you like know? you can just pay for this experience. Yeah. And, and you just something. get to say you're like one of the people who saw the fucking Titanic at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. You know, and um. But the the other goofy thing was I was watching a video for it, and they're, like, bragging about how, like, all the people who come on the ship become, like, part of the crew, like, if you just pay to be there. Yeah. And they're, like, calling people citizen scientists, which just means you're just a guy who paid to show up, mm-hmm. and you're, like, helping run the ship because they don't, I guess they don't want to spring and spend any money on actually having, like, a full real crew that run the ship. So they're like, you're helping with the day-to-day operations of the ship while you're here. Like, it's just, like, it's rich people. I would hate that. If I paid money and then I also had to be, like, 
pushing buttons. Oh, but they get to have that little eclectic experience and be like, yeah, I was part of the team. Bro, when you go on a fish charter, those motherfuckers rig your bait up. Yeah, they like, do They do everything but drop the line in the water. That's for what you. I'm Sometimes saying. Sometimes they do that. <laughs> it's like, yo, you might as well be sucking my dick at that yeah, point, right. too. Like, <laughs> Wipe my ass when I poop on the boat. <laughs> I will say, um, <laughs> when I first met Bay's dad, my future father-in-law. Sure. First time we went fishing, I took him to this little spot downtown uh, where my old apartment used to be. Um, good little catfish spot little down hole, there. The hole. The hole. The hole. So I took him to the hole. Um, we lovingly refer to the toilet bowl. And uh, took him down there and I had a double drop rig. And I was like, he didn't have any poles. So I was like, you know what? We're entertaining. I give him my rod and I figure I might as well rig it up for him. So I'm sitting there and I give it to him and whatever and don't think anything of it. But I kind of catch a little side eye. Three years later, he's still busting my balls for like, you don't think I know how to rig a goddamn fishing pole, you <laughs> motherfucker? He said, and I'm telling, I'm like, it's a respect thing. It's a respect. I'm like, sir, you're in town. I'm trying to. The least I can do is bait your like line, help you out, man. Yeah, and now every time, <laughs> any like, chance he shit. gets. Any fucking chance he gets, he's like, oh, yeah, and this motherfucker thinks he needs to tie my, my line, too. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I was, I was, uh, when, when I was in Austin, I was fishing dad for the day, tying everybody's stuff off. Were you? I was fishing dad for the day, yeah. And it was, I, we had a great time, though. Oh, yeah. They caught a bunch of little bluegills. I didn't catch jack shit. You got skunked the in Texas? The Texas bass eluded me, dude. The Texas bass fucking eluded me. Did you use a Texas rig? Yes, of course. I'm in Texas. That was the whole point. That was like the litmus test. And it that didn't was work. The litmus it didn't test. fucking work. <laughs> I'm telling everybody. Yeah. Uh, it either doesn't work or you suck. <laughs> it could be both, dude. It could be why not both? You know? <laughs> <laughs> <Porque no los laughs> <does. laughs> yeah, man. Um But yes, yeah, this, this other thing is the one guy, the one businessman I was talking about, I can't remember his name, but the UAE guy, his stepson is online. Um and his stepson's like, yeah, my dad's missing in this sub. My stepdad's missing in this sub, you know. And then, like, a couple minutes later, he like, a couple hours later, he posts. And he's like, I know I should be home at home sad and concerned and worried about this. But he's like, Mu-, he's like, I came to the Blink-182 uh, concert because music really heals all problems. And his name's, like, Audio Guy Blink, like, Audio Guy 182 is, like, his Twitter oh handle. Oh, my so he's, like, God. A super, he's, like, posting. It's like your dad's dying in the ocean and you're <laughs> out there rocking with Tom DeLonge. He's, like, posting fucking <laughs> him at the concert like <laughs> what if people knew that they were real I miss <laughs> leave Where my closet you? door open all night dude tom DeLong was on some shit he got molested like, or something i don't know he's definitely being paid to say what he's saying though that to the stars academy shit yeah there was people who were giving him shit because he like i think he offered to debate them about the alien thing or something but every but it's like when he presents all this stuff, it's like severely manicured. Well, of and course. Like, not like... Um, it's that guy grift shit where like he has yeah. to come in. He has like his whole fanfic that he's making money off of. And yeah. it, it's To The Stars Academy. It's an academy. They're making money. You need to send them stuff for them to give you hokey videos of the Blink-182 guy saying, you know, they're in my closet. You know? <laughs> like... I stuck a glowing finger in my butt. Um... And he was like doing that, but also he was, he was like, he's his tweets because like people started paying attention. To him, he's like, 
there's this OnlyFans girl that's like, can I sit on your face? And he retweeted. He said, you certainly can or something like that. And it's just like, he's just. At, this guy rules. He's such a fucking like Coomer retard. The like, son of like a your Pakistani dad, Your dad's like about to die, dude. <laughs> like your dad's about to fuck. Your stepdad's about to fucking yeah, die. Yeah, but he's about to get some poon from that, a fucking OnlyFans he, model. He ain't getting no poon. Apparently, he is an abuser as well because some lady chimed in and was like, what the fuck? How did she's like? How did this guy, be, like this guy who assaulted me, become like tied to this story somehow? And um, he, well, you know like, the story. The it's kids of rich parents are always gonna do up fucked to no up, good. dickish shit like that. Up to no good. Look at Hunter Biden. Look at all of them. Any any son daughter of a rich kid, Eric Trump Jr. Trump, all of them. Yeah, they're the, all the fucking game. weird. Sure. Right, they're they're always into no good and doing weird coomer drug shit. All of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Hunter seems like he's doing good now. He's getting off on everything. The man's has been freed. Yeah, and and Trump daddy's he's getting indicted his, and he's getting his nice sweetheart fucking uh, set up on his federal charges. Dude, it's crazy. It, it's 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 wild to watch. It's wild to watch and then like hear these people talk out of both sides of their mouth like that. You're this like, is why I can't do it. Yeah, you're like law and order, and I'm like, what do you fucking mean law and order? It's like I gotta pay a hundred dollars for not getting my truck inspected, but like this guy gets to fuck hookers and do and coke. He gets and- to lie on the fucking form four. Which people oh, go to jail. People get fucking buried under jails for lying. What on really that bad gets boy. me, you know, and I, I admit, like, and I say here all the time, like, I don't really enjoy giving in to partisan bullshit. But I saw what's it, the newest Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. Mm-hmm. He's been having some zingers lately. You doing and a zinging? He came out today, and he was basically like, "Look, the Biden family, they don't build anything. They don't." have any offices anywhere they don't employ people they don't make things they don't they're not like a like they they do nothing they're they're leeches and even you have the speaker of the house which again it's it's totally political but he's out here saying like look no shit these people don't do nothing and they're out here making millions of dollars every year. Because That's weird. <laughs> they're having shell companies within shell companies that are just moving money around to make it look like they're not getting paid off by foreign adversaries. And they're and really good at it. Yeah, and they're really good at it. And so I've always thought that a lot of these Pelosi, Biden, Trump, all of them, they're all they're just crime families. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're all Bushes, close. the Clintons, the Kennedys. I'm sorry. I'm not that sold on RFK Jr. I'm really not. Like I think the CIA killing some of his family member is like the only like credence he has in my book for like maybe you're okay. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I, I, he's still a fucking libtarded heart, dude. He's of still course. he's still a fucking libtarded heart. <laughs> like he can say that's like I think a lot of people have trouble with that because it's like he'll say all the right things about certain things and then they're like yeah and then like he went like he put some video out where he's talking about the homeless today in San Francisco and it was just like kind of didn't make any sense and he was like made it i don't know he just wasn't putting the blame in the right place i think because he's again still a libtard yeah and i mean he definitely has like a lot of good points on things and i think that like at his core like he's marketed himself to like be a populist and that's why a lot of people are like confused why he's running as a democrat Mm -hmm. when he's like decidedly more populist and we've seen more populist candidates run republican in the past couple years so that's why it's strange to see him like still siding with the Democratic Party. Yeah, because you're just going to be walking uphill the whole time. Like they fucking hate you. 
They hate him, and <clears throat> I think he's actually going to garner a lot more independent well, votes oh, for sure. And and he's going to win a lot of people over. And the only uh, benefit I see to someone like him existing and like doing what he's doing is he's he's just is like Ralph Nader and Ron Paul and everybody else. They're just getting ideas out there. Yeah, at least like, at least the conversations are being had about some of this shit. Right, he's talking about mercury poisoning. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Monsanto <clears throat> and farm runoff. And mm -hmm. he's talking about how he didn't even... Because people know him as an anti-vaxxer. Yeah, he's like, yeah, his yeah. whole life, he's been an environmentalist. Yeah. And, and he even explained. It's Did you listen to him on Rogan? I didn't listen to the whole thing. I only it's saw, like, great. I only saw, like, the fallout after with him and Peter Hotez and all that shit. So yeah. it's great. And one of the things that he mentions is that he never meant to get into vaccines. Like his whole thing was he was an environmentalist and he was talking about mercury poisoning and fish Yeah, yeah. And, and high mercury content. And he said by happenstance, one day he's giving these speech and there's all these, you know, young mothers in the front row and they approach him afterward. They're like, Hey, <coughs> if you're really serious about this mercury, mercury poisoning shit, yeah, yeah. shit, you need to look at vaccines. You need to look at what they're giving babies in the in the ER when they're born. You need to look at this stuff. And it's not political at all. It's exactly. like, hey, if you care about mercury poisoning, look at what the fuck they're putting all these heavy metals and in, inject 72 rounds. It's probably more now. Mm -hmm. You know, they're just putting them in our babies. And, yeah. and they were people that at the time they were claiming that the vaccines gave their kids autism. Mm -hmm. um, and that's why I think RFK Jr. gets a bad rap from shit like that. Um, so again, like I'm, I'm on the but fence. A, I, I appreciate him starting the conversation. No, that's there should things, be a conversation because there's a d direct statistical correlation of the past however many years of when they changed the schedule to the extreme uptick in fucking autism in children. And that could also be seed oils. It could, it could be a could lot be of a lot of things. I think, yeah, I think the whole system. It's, I think it's a total domination system to steal like an Alex Jones line. It's a total domination system that is not one part, and it's like. They love making you sound like a kook for wanting to talk about something and like actually have a real discussion about it because that's the whole point. It's supposed to poison the well, so there's no conversation to be had about any aspect of it. But like the whole like life that we're sold is like not very good for you in any fucking way. I mean, the food is bad. Like it's like men are like just to, let's let's look at men's health right now. Let's look at men's health that at 30, you're being marketed ED pills. You're being marketed hair loss treatment. You're being marketed fucking all this bullshit. But you're, the one thing you're not being marketed is clean food, healthy lifestyle. That's the one thing you're not fucking being marketed. Why the fuck is that? Because they don't want people to fucking be healthy and live a long time. I think that's all it boils down to. Like, and, and I think it's a very like humiliation thing of like making us live disgusting lives where we're not at our best you know i think it also it could be that on like a insidious level but i the, always i always think it's insidious. the sad that's reality, why that's like kind of my achilles heel is i always think it's like insidious but the sad reality is like okay if we're talking about inflammatory seed oils yeah they're an industrial byproduct yeah it's the same thing with Fosse Jaw and the radiation and the radium that they were painting on to the glow-in-the-dark watches. This stuff is would be thrown away, and the capitalist system has turned away. They figured out a way how to turn it into more profit. Well, something you would normally throw away, you can now 
turn it into canola oil. Yeah. Something you would normally throw away is now being, you know, painted on watches that you can sell as radioactive yeah. glow in the dark paint. The only stuff that doesn't make it to a landfill is like the shit or the only stuff that makes it to a landfill is the shit they haven't figured out how to reconstitute back into something. Exactly. You know. So And hate to say it, a lot of that's plastic because yeah. recycling's a scam. It is. <laughs> yeah. I, I remember like so many people like that. I think it was like an NPR expose on it. That showed yeah. like they like went and tracked a lot of the stuff like from where it got taken and sorted mm-hmm. to where it ended up. They're like, yeah, it just all ends up in a fucking landfill still. <laughs> like, well, and I'll even read on Reddit and like you know firsthand accounts of like, yeah, I do janitorial stuff at like a theme park, and you, you as the person who's in the theme park, you have two trash cans you can choose from. You can choose from the trash or the recycling, and it makes you feel good when you put something in the recycling. Yeah. He said, but me, as the guy who comes and picks it up every fucking night, it all goes in the same goddamn place. Yeah, sure, sure. They don't separate it. They don't sort it. Yeah, none of those no, places yeah. do that shit. Um, to make it's crazy, good. though. To make you feel good. Yeah, no, I, I agree, though, with that whole total system of control because, you know, week to week, we have these disjointed conversations about, you know, state mind control. Mm-hmm. We have, uh, you know, false flag terrorist attack, domestic terrorist attacks. We have, you know, attacks on infrastructure. We have attacks. I mean, just look at inflation. We have attacks on masculinity. We have attacks on endocrine systems, male and female. Everything, you know, it's yeah. it's everything that just like <clears throat> we and and. I, TCS baby total control system but I I really do just think a lot of it comes down to we can make more money this way because and and but that's why it's so insidious is because think of where the money comes from it's the money changers the the charging interest it's the inflationary principle it's the central banks it's the cult of ball it's IMF the, loan on our names it's, it's all of that shit, you have yeah. to look at why money is so insidious so so I don't think it's a cop out. See, that's the thing. When most people, I was, a, I used to be at a point in my like conspiratorial development where I was like, people who say it's just about the money are copping out because they don't see the deeper, insidious, evil nature. Yeah, yeah. But when you realize that the evil, insidious nature exists within the monetary system, sure. You look at, you go all the way back to the Canaanites and where we get this shit from, right? And it's like, oh, that's they use it as a vessel. Yeah, well, and, and but you know they even do things where they outright tell you that you're like your your shit to them. I mean, it's a big new Brzezinski wrote a book calling all of us useless eaters. You know, some of them really yes. are like insidious, shitty people. For sure, no, you that's know, not to take just, away. from It's that. definitely not that they're just. It's definitely. It's like evil is banal. You know, the banality of evil, mm-hmm. and that's very much there because it's like. If you look at it as whole, it's just the mundane processes of everyday life. But there is evil underneath it. For sure. I think there are people, when you look at evil as an egregore, yeah. as like a concept uh, a almost, cosmic force, you're looking at, you know, you're looking at people being vessels. Again, you, you know, people are the medium through which evil gets carried out. And let's say evil is a force that can take over your body like a demonic possession. Let's say it is an inherent part of the universe, which on some level I do sure believe it, it is. is. It's like it's a driver for some people. It I has to like. be, yeah. right? Um, still, just that whole idea that uh, I think a lot can be explained away 
through just looking at the systems we've created for ourselves, right? Because evil is, uh, the things that we're dealing with are an extension of evil, right? Because I do believe evil exists. I do believe it is a fundamental force. Um, but, you know, when someone comes out and <clears throat> says you're useless eaters, honestly, I think that's a level of arrogance. I don't think that's evil. I think that's arrogant. Mm. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, there's I mean, a difference between someone who is experiencing maybe a posh lifestyle who might look down on somebody. Like even when we see people begging for change on the street corner, it's like, you know, we're not shit, but we think we're better than those guys. Right. Yeah. yeah. On some level you do. Sure. And that's know? not like we're not evil yeah, for yeah, thinking not, that yeah. it's, it's that whole just kind of whatever. So, I mean, really. I don't know. This kind of ties into what we were talking about at the top of the show, the idea of literalism, right? And I've been I've been really interested in this idea because you and I, we go back and forth a lot. You know, we talk about is this elite satanic freemasonic imagery that they're shoving in our faces for either karmic debt reasons or it's, you know, humiliation reasons. They're laughing at us and showing you, you dumb fucking retards. Look yeah. at what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. We can do this right in front of you and you don't even notice. Um, but there's also a lot to be said of, uh, you know, knowing where to draw the line on stuff. Cause you know, you have the people like, look at the monster energy woman. Oh yeah. I remember that. How she can sit there and take the monster energy logo and every little thing. Oh, that's a Hebrew character. Oh, that's 666. Oh, this, if you turn it upside down, it's a devil horn. So this Brad Tromel guy, uh, like I mentioned at the top of that episode, he does a lot of, um, I guess, uh, analytical deep dives into artistic movements. He's the guy who got us hip to the idea that, um, you know, abstract... Art is really just a, a, a distraction and a CIA op to, yeah, yeah. you know, help reduce masculinity and all kinds of shit like that, right? No, and I, yeah, yeah, there's, I saw some stuff on that. There was um, a podcast I was listening to with this lady who was a Soros fellow, and like they have the Fellowship for the Arts that Soros does. Uh huh. And that was really influential in changing the mindset and culture of former Eastern Bloc countries to Western. I stuff using abstract art because you're taking away like when you look at old Soviet era propaganda, right? Mm -hmm. It's like strong dudes strong, with big muscles. Even even like the way the like tonality of it, like the color scheme and how it's done, and yeah. the, like it it's but it has subject matter. It has a thing, exactly. and it's very direct. And a lot of abstract art. I mean, no offense to people who make it, but like a lot of it is fucking meaningless. And like they expect you to kind of have this kind of weird. You know, the, it's, like, this it's like heady a classic idea. joke where you walk in front of it and you like you interpret it yourself, but like, it's really fucking yeah. nothing. No, it's that heady idea that like, oh, well, you just have to be on a higher level of consciousness to understand it. It's like, you no, have to, it you looks... have to have like $300,000 in your bank account to really get this. It looks like someone <laughs> like dripped menstrual blood. All That's over funny, this you know, because it says right here he he put paint on his dick and just dragged it across the canvas here. But yeah, I guess there's some kind of high meaning to that. Sure, you know, like and as, shut the fuck up. I mean, <laughs> look, and don't get me wrong. As someone who's big into like John Cage mm -hmm. and contemporary music and and modern art, like there is something to be said about intention. I think um, doing. I've said this on the show before too. Like doing things just for weird sake isn't a good enough excuse. Like you have to if you're going to do something weird. 
it it better be like for a good reason, right? Yeah. Just dragging your dick on a canvas doesn't mean anything. No, yeah, it, it doesn't. Unless add, it doesn't add anything to the art. <laughs> unless, but unless you contextualize it in some kind of way, yeah, and that's yeah. the thing. I think people just go too far with contextualizing, and I think even as the schizos, bringing it back to the literalism idea, sure, sure. Even us as schizos, I think sometimes we can take a literal approach to, like, oh, there's a. There's a demon being represented right there. It must be bad, right? So literalism is the idea that, and Christians run with this. Yeah, it's that's, the idea their, that, that's their like mode of thought, <laughs> right? Yeah. If you see a piece of art that depicts a bad thing, the it's, art must be bad. Yeah, it's the same thing. If so, like if you see a, an image of a demon. Whatever it is must be bad. That's why magic cards, okay? So Magic the Gathering used to be boycotted. Right. Because they had pentagrams and, and you know, satanic imagery. Yeah, moral, and, moral panic type shit. <clears throat> yeah, looking back on it, it was just an artistic expression of, like, some new idea in this game they were coming up with. Yeah. This high fantasy world. Yeah. Where demons and balrogs. They exist. The balrogs yeah. have been around since fucking Tolkien, right? Sure, yeah. I mean, this is not a new idea. Which Tolkien is a was a christian writer and so yeah it's just that idea of like anything that is that depicts something bad is bad something that depicts something good like an image of jesus or an image of god that's why all your grandparents had nothing but pictures of jesus and shit in their house is because if it was a picture of something good it must be good and and it's a very literal approach to the world and so you know for us when we had wario on okay we're sitting here watching the Mac DeMarco thing. And you raised a good point. You know, Wario and I, we're sitting here freaking out over... They're literally showing us black and white checkerboard floors. They're literally showing us pig-human hybrids. They're literally showing us these things. Yeah. But what was your big argument? This is just what they do to, like, freak people like me and Wario out. Yeah, yeah, to, yeah, to spook us, yeah. So, so that literalism take of, you know, knowing when something is like a artistic interpretation or when something is actually telling you and signaling to you like no the elites are laughing at you the elites you know like that kind of thing mm-hmm. it's like you know because i feel like people like us get dismissed a lot for again just being like oh you're being a literalist you're just taking it too seriously you're being a, a yeah, reactionary christian you're like you're, squares dude you yeah, got squares like, you know, I feel like on some level, as an audience member, you have to have the discernment and the ability to know, you know, when something is let edgy imagery or sure. when something is, holy fuck, someone's trying to fuck with me right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, I, there is something to be said about, like, being a uh, discerning audience member, mm-hmm. I think. I think so, too. You, you think so? Would you agree? I would agree. But, um... Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Expound. Sorry, sorry. Um, I'm thinking about peeing right now. But thinking uh, about pee pee. I'm thinking about pee because I got to pee real fucking bad. Do you want to take a pee pee? Can I take a pee pee? We're wrapping up. Go ahead and take a pee, All and right. then we we got a couple more minutes left.
I snuck a hit off that pin earlier, and I kind of froze up at the end there. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm telling you. You need to stay away from that weed crack, bro. It's a, I'm almost done with it. It's almost done. But it, was, it was a two-grammer, so it lasted a real long time. But, uh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, one thing I didn't cover on that sub thing, because we were talking about... Oh, I was talking to you about it earlier. The Terramar connection. Yes. They're connected to Terramar. I was wondering. <laughs> yeah, so j there's a connection to Gislaine, and one of the main guys who's part of... Um, Part of Ocean Gate, which is weird that they call it Ocean Gate, isn't it? They just put well, gate like an odd on name. It's so stupid that they'll just put gate on anything. It and just, they're like, it's a scandal now. Yeah. Well, the company's called Ocean Gate. The company that's doing the uh, diving. That's what I meant. That's why wait I thought a minute. it was weird. So that's some weird predictive programming. Yeah, the then, company's that called Ocean Gate. Because so many things, like you have Obama Gate where he wore a tan suit. Yeah. You know, like all that yeah. shit where you can just add a gate to anything. Mm-hmm. And it just becomes a scandal. And so they, um, but the one of the main guys in Ocean Gate is an astronaut named like Steve Pol. He has a Polish last name, so it's kind of weird to pronounce, you know, um, or it's Eastern Bloc name. But um, he is connected via like a couple people that he knows to um, what is it? It's I gotta look it up. Sorry, I gotta I gotta pull this Twitter fucking thread up. Please do. I don't want to botch it. I don't want to fucking botch it. And then just, I like spreading misinformation, but occasionally I like to be correct, you know? Um, so let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It's in here somewhere. Okay. There we go. There we go. So, so this chick, Carrie Kirkroll, Kirk she is like a whistleblower. She uh, was part of some other company and like ended up bringing some group to justice that was like doing nefarious shit. But, um, she said there's a connection. Scott Parzinski is with the Maxwell Epstein crew via the former advisor of mine who was secretly friends with Isabel Maxwell and took Epstein money. Uh, he didn't tell me this when offering an attorney to help after I spoke out about misconduct. This is Scott Pachinski with him and the UN crew around and the crew around me at the time. The UN list is next level F. It includes just so it's people who work with the UN. <laughs> On digital health initiatives, and Ghislaine was part of this group. Oh, yeah. So you know there was some Epstein money buried all up in the fucking UN and shit, too. Gotta be. You know? like they, I can't, Find me one global organization that doesn't have, like, a corrupt board, also isn't filled with rich dorks, who also have some kind of connection to Epstein and Ghislaine. Well, that's it, the thing, is when you get to that global level, you're playing on a like a different stage it's also a like, very limited hangout. You know, it's a very small group of people. It's a limited hangout, and you have to realize, too, like, it's... People love talking about local levels of like, oh, just vote in your local government. It's like when you get to like who's running the world, there's no vote. There's no democracy. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. none of that just going these, on. These it's just it's those fuckers it's, that are yeah, just doing their folks. shit. Yeah. And so, Scott, it's uh, the partnership they have on these health initiatives with through the UN and stuff is um, with the group Cavendish Global. Scott Prasinski was part of Cavendish Global. 
So she has a photo of her and a couple guys. She's and it's uh, two guys with Jis Lane, uh, and that's the UN people in the board of Terramar that were there. Uh, and so he wanted the guy on the bottom left wanted to introduce her to Scott Parzinski, who is on the board of Ocean Gate. Ironically, I texted this thread to a point of contact of theirs a few days ago, also suggesting I'm not as dumb as they thought I was. Uh, so <coughs> it's terrible. This uh, Scott. Scott Prasinski's Terramar related, and he's on the board there. Um, so does that mean there's Terramar, like Terramar white papers? Like he's on the, like it's a thing. Yeah, he's on the board. It's he's, a thing. He's definitely, or at least the Ocean Gate is connected to the board of Terramar, which is connected, to, which is under like, they're getting all their money. They're partnered with the UN and getting a bunch of their money from Cavendish Global, which is Gislaine as well. She's involved in Cavendish Global. <coughs> which, so. if anyone missed... Uh, we've talked about it a couple times, but if you miss it, Terramar, Ghislaine talked about Terramar during one of her depositions yeah. where they asked her if she was a citizen of England. She was like, yeah. And they were like, well, are you a citizen of any other land? She was like, yeah, I'm a citizen of like France and Terramar. And that was it. That's all we heard about it. Yeah. Uh, but then some people did some digging and realized like Richard Branson was involved, all these high profile people. And essentially it was a conservation effort. That's what it was on the front. It was disguised as a conservation effort, but it was really ways for them to like own part of the ocean. Because again, when you when you're looking at Epstein and Ghislaine and their whole you know child trafficking thing, how were they doing it with submarines? Right. She even said in her deposition she had a submarine license. They were yeah. sneaking kids in and out off that island. Yeah. And. So owning parts of the ocean, they're in international waters. They could basically make their own country at that point, which countries we know, countries are corporations. Yeah, yeah. Terramar is a country. Terramar might as well be a country. If she was a citizen (laughs) and she said Terramar, Terramar's got to be a country. Got to be. Somewhere. And yeah, I just find it very incredibly strange. It's so funny that you can't get anywhere near oceanographic stuff or like... uh, Without finding either like sci-fi writer nerds being involved, or like rich, r- really rich, suspicious people being involved, they love the water for some reason. They're well, very I think it's crazy it. that you know people talk about all the time. We know more about space than we do our own oceans. Yeah, which is wild to me that you know even war mode they were kind of talking about it. Are you on the war mode Patreon? I think I gave you mine. I am not. But they just released a, a Patreon episode all about Flat Earth. And they raise a lot of good points about, you know, as above, so below. And one of the big things in the Flat Earth community, uh, which, hey, if you know me, I've been on this shit. <laughs> I've been on this shit. We basically, basically the episode. This, this is baby stuff for you. So the episode War Mode put out is like shit we covered in like the first dozen episodes. So <laughs> been there, done that, right? But sure. Um, they reminded me a lot about of the idea again the masonic idea that's what the black and white is the duality yeah. you have the two pillars of boaz and jachin it's it's the idea of as above so below duality all that stuff so when you look at earth as we know it we have as above so below we exist on land but below us is water so as below so above there's water above us. That's actually a big uh, belief in the, the flat earth community is that under... Space is the ocean. Well, we're under a dome. 
Sure. Right? What's outside the dome? It's not space. It's more water. Oh. Yes. Interesting. That's, that's like a big the theory. The ceiling of the firmament. Yeah, so I Oh, think, and like the idea of God flooding the earth is like he broke the firmament and let it flood the earth or something. And people say the Milky Way. You know when you look up and you see that little like Milky Way across the sky? Sure. They say that's the rift from when God opened it and flooded the earth. Interesting. We're in like a literal snow globe. Interesting. According to some people. Hmm. Yeah, and so that whole idea of as above, so below, uh, Terramar, you know, owning parts of the ocean, like these people know more like the elites know more about the true nature of reality than we ever will. And that's why we call it the total system of control sure. is that we will never understand what they understand. Like these people know secrets back to John D and Merlin and shit. And right. like, they know secrets like how this plane exists and how it works. That's why they have the wealth and power and everything. Yeah. They, they know have. how to achieve it. Yeah. Is because that they know, they know those secrets and they basically just created the, a Plato's cave for the rest of us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they're just like, "Have fun, y'all." You know, last one more point on something. Did we ever? Have you ever? Have I ever told you about buck breaking? Um, I watched I watched Tariq's brilliant okay brilliant movie again recently. So we might I had some friends who didn't know about it. We might have two different ideas about. It. Is it a slave thing? Yes. Okay, because from what I understand, it's not real. Well, from what I understand, buck breaking is like people refer to it when like a dude or a gangster, even in prison, they yeah. they talk about it in prison where mm-hmm. like a guy will fuck another guy. To basically prove ownership and like I'm over you, even if they're in like a mutually beneficial, and that's why they talk about uh, Lil Wayne and Birdman, like Lil Wayne and Birdman would kiss and all that sure. shit, is because it's like one of them is subservient to the other, where it's like you owe me everything, and like yo, you kiss me, like you suck my dick, like I will fuck you, like <laughs> like that's the idea, like and it goes even into the music industry where, and that's why I remember I'm Wo Vicky, I'm Wo Vicky, they make you do some gay shit. Mm-hmm. You do some I'm gay from shit. Atlanta, we don't do shit like that. <laughs> I, yeah, that was so great hearing that clip again the other day. I forgot about the Wo Vicky. Dude, I can't believe real quick. Uh, before you go out, I will say Ooh. I looked at the data. Over yeah. the last week from last week, and like less than fifty percent finished that episode. They were like, "Y'all sucked." And they were like, "You used to suck." Offend- whatever, guys. It takes a while to get here. All right, you guys do a podcast. You guys see how it goes. Yeah. Hey, at least we're open and honest, and we're not trying to fucking fake it till we make it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But yeah, dude. No, I, I just. I, so I, what's what's the idea? So you said it's fake. The, the 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 way the story told by Tariq is fake. Um. He says that there's plenty of record, historical record, that slave owners would fuck the slaves when they got them, specifically the males. And then it's like a it's it's been a weaponization against black society to make men weaker, uh, the black men, the black man weaker and feminine. And it's really the, the movie's so funny because all the art, he like commissioned someone like on deviant art to draw it. Oh, my God. No. So, and they even had them like draw the art to make it look like it was like older historical drawings because there is no historical mention of the phrase or the idea. Did they have anime eyes? No, I wish. Oh my god! <laughs> There's some if really crazy anime. There eyes? are some crazy ones though. I, I, I while I'm talking, I'll pull these. You got to see some of these. But um, yeah, so there was no mention of it in scholar in any kind of like 
Oh, throw his knees. It's like in there still. Uh, in any kind of like scholarly fashion of this, there's never been any. His, no school te- taught this stuff as like curriculum. It wasn't like a thing. And, and I'm pretty sure you could trace back like the ontology of this thing back to a Tumblr post that was made in like oh 2010. God. Sure. Where someone just came up with this wild ass theory of like, yeah, did you know that they did this to slaves and shit? And then they probably made their own fanfic mm. and they made their own deviant art yeah. out of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, dude, it's like wild shit. Like this is like art that was commissioned for the movie. Let me see. Yo, what? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, there's like thousands of those dispersed throughout the movie. How much? Bu- how much money did he have to pay for all these know, commissions? But they were all commissioned. Hold on, what is sure. it? <laughs> what is that, bro? <laughs> Why does this person have glasses on? They I didn't have know. glasses back That's then. What I mean, it's all like what? fucking bullshit. That's... It's all like bullshit art, dude. <laughs> Oh, no, that's one somebody soyjacked. Okay. They put the soyjack face on. The actual picture of that is even crazier. Okay. Because it's like this really... F- it looks like an AI-generated art face of a black guy going... <laughs> and he's like... It's fucking crazy, man. Well, see, I had no idea that it was like a... That sounds like some dumb Tumblr shit someone would make up. Like, because I've never... I've never really heard it in that it's, context. It's some idiot was like, slavery itself isn't bad enough. We need to make it sexual. <laughs> like, it needs to be some kind of sexual deviancy thing. Not only do we buy you, but we fucked, we fucked you, too. Because they're <laughs> perfectly good white women lying around. We said, we go fuck the slaves instead. <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of... Dude, I mean, it, Thomas crazy. Jefferson... Thomas like Jefferson, crazy. like, on paper, had a bunch of kids sure, with his slaves. But he wasn't like, like I'm going to go fuck their husbands, too. <laughs> right? He wasn't David Koresh about it. He wasn't... <laughs> Fuck their husbands too while I'm at it. Actually, uh, I, Je- Thomas Jefferson was the first uh, thug shaker enjoyer. I think he might have been. But actually, oh, wh- one more thing though. Throughout that movie, throughout that movie, that bring speaking of thug shaking, it's like every now and often when he starts talking about black men being like turning gay, it'll just flash up like a video of some black guy like. <laughs> it just it, they had he had like eight different clips of some dude just shaking his fucking ass. It was crazy. There was Thug Shaker stuff all throughout the movie. For no reason. For no fucking reason. It wouldn't even be on subject. It would just like, the person would be talking, he'd be like, well, you see, the slave owners would do this to dominate the black man. And then it would just like, and then like go back to them talking. I'm like, well, that was hot. It was like subliminal. <laughs> like subliminal thug shaker, dude. Maybe that was like maybe that was his version of like Polybius, yeah. like mind just altering. Feeding it in there. It's MK Ultra buck breaking. Dude, I don't know. I think Tariq, whoever is gonna come check your data chip. He's dope. Are you ready? Go!